Playtime mode is the big league. Go. Playtime mode is the big league. Go. Playtime mode is the big league. Go. Playtime mode is the big league. Perfect release from the top of the key. Three step back pull up. Episode three of the Play Action Pod. We got two episodes down. We're bringing you a fresh one this week. Some topics we're going to be covering is the new AP Top 25 poll. It'll be the week two poll. We're also going to talk about a little incident with Brian Kelly and an LSU beat writer. Funny clip we're going to be showing you guys. Also, games of the week, games to be looking out for this weekend, and we'll also have our predictions for those games. But I think we're just going to kick this episode off by talking about the week two AP Top 25. Obviously, Bama stays at one. And we got Georgia jumping Ohio State to number two. We got Ohio State three, Michigan at four, Clemson five, Texas A&M six, Oklahoma seven, Notre Dame eight, Baylor nine, and USC at 10. What do you take away from this new AP Top 25 poll this week? Man, there was so much movement in this poll, especially since only three teams lost games last week. I'm kind of shocked to see all the teams that moved. Obviously, Oregon dropped out because of their big loss to Georgia. Utah dropped because of their loss to Florida. And then Cincinnati also dropped out because of their loss to Arkansas. But to see teams like Georgia jump Ohio State, especially when Ohio State played a top 10 team in Notre Dame. A top 5 team. Or top 5 team, yeah. Top 5 team in Notre Dame and beat them. Um, it's interesting to see Ohio State drop because of that. And then another one that was interesting to me was Michigan going up four spots, jumping Clemson and Texas A&M after their win. Obviously, kind of the AP voters look at, you know, winning and winning big as one of the requirements for this year. And, you know, that's evident, too, in NC State, who won their first game, but they dropped because they only won by a point. So I think it's interesting that they've kind of made it a point of notice that not only do you have to win, but you have to win in a fashion as well. you got to score some points. Yeah, I think the AP poll really respects teams like Florida and Utah. I mean, obviously, Florida, unranked going into the season, wins that game against Utah at home, immediately jumps to 12. Crazy. And Utah, they were ranked 7 last week, loses on the road, and only drops to 13. Honestly, I thought they'd be more in the 15 to 20 range. And um, some other notable teams that made some moves. USC jumping up four spots. They make appearance. They make an appearance in the top 10. They got a game against Stanford this week. But it's interesting to see that, I mean, USC, that was a team that was 4-8 last year and beats Rice this week immediately in the top 10. Yeah, I think I think for USC, they just need a, they need a Pac-12 team to kind of carry the conference forward. And I guess, you know, USC's got the brand. So maybe obviously the voters voting a little bit on that. But yeah, I think a lot of respect to Florida for their huge win on the weekend. Uh, obviously, a lot of respect to Utah, you know, recognizing that they traveled across country, played in a hostile environment, lost by three on a game-winning play. They only dropped six spots, which a lot better than I thought it was going to be. But I, I just think it's crazy how much movement we have in this poll. Even with, you know, some of the teams that didn't really play anybody, still kind of a little bit of movement. Arkansas only moved up three spots after beating Cincinnati, who was a ranked team. So... I think a lot of weird movement in this AP poll, maybe kind of readjusting from the preseason poll, getting teams where they actually belong in those um, positions. Yeah, and another team that made a move this weekend was BYU, jumped from a 25 to 21. They obviously have a test at home this weekend against top 10 Baylor. But 
Let's look at the other teams receiving votes. I mean, Oregon at the top of that list. We got Penn State. Texas was a team that I thought might sneak in the top 25 this week. They didn't. But what was there? Eight SEC teams that made, are making an appearance in the top 25 now? Eight SEC teams that are ranked is, is kind of crazy because it basically guarantees that you're going to be playing a ranked matchup in almost every game that you play in the SEC. Because as teams lose and as teams win, they're going to go up, they're going to go down. So I think that's pretty interesting to have that many SEC teams ranked. And then for you know Pac-12-wise, I think it's kind of key that you have teams like Oregon State, UCLA, and Arizona all receiving votes. Uh, if you're a Utah fan or if you're a USC fan, you're really, really hoping that those teams can win and you know sneak into the poll so that when you play them, you got that top 25 matchup. Yeah, do you expect there to be as much movement as there was this week? when it comes to next week's poll. I mean, I don't see really anything outside of the top eight. I don't think it's going to be budging. I mean, obviously, Baylor, they're going to be playing BYU. If they get the win there, do they jump in the top eight? You know, if Bama, I mean, obviously, we think Bama's going to get the win against Texas this week, but I just don't see much budging within the top eight, you know, unless unless they keep it close. Like, say, a Hawaii team comes in and, and only loses by, like, a touchdown or two against a Michigan team who's expected to win by 50-plus. No, yeah. So I think I think we're gonna have to see some upsets this week. We obviously have you know a fair handful of ranked matchups this week. You know, Florida number twelve has Kentucky at home, um, who's number twenty. So that'll be a ranked matchup. Um, then you also have Tennessee and Pitt playing against each other. Two more ranked teams going at it. So I think it's just gonna depend on you know who gets upset, and then the winner out of those ranked matchups will obviously kind of deter what the poll looks like next week, but I think you're definitely right. I don't think we'll see much movement in the top eight unless one of those teams get upset yeah. and lose, or maybe they have a very poor showing and the AP you know, makes that reflect in their ranking next week. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk about um, Brian Kelly, LSU head coach. Obviously, heartbreaking loss Sunday night on the blocked PAT, I believe it was. Had an interview, I think it was, was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah. It was like his, his weekly presser or whatever it yeah. was. And I think the, um, the LSU writer, a um, couple of them, we're, we're just going to roll the clip. That, we'll, uh, we'll open it up to this late arriving uh, media crowd that uh, must have uh, enjoyed the, the weekend. Um, that's usually $10 um, that we put in the kitty. Um, for, we'll, we'll have a big bash at the end of the year at my place. I don't think it has anything to do with winning. I think it has to do with being on top. I mean, obviously, LSU losing a, one of the craziest games, probably going to be one of the games of the year. That was at the Sunday night game um, on the PAT that got blocked. I think we talked about it um, in our previous episode. But what are your thoughts on a, a B-LSU reporter coming out and saying that? I, you know, at first I saw that video and I was like, man, that is, that's really, really funny that she called him out. But then I was like thinking about it. And I don't, I don't know a single college coach that enjoys doing media and talking to the media. <laughs> so for her to kind of like call him out like that, you know, I was just like, his job is to, you know, coach football. You know, he, he doesn't need to talk to the media. He doesn't need any of that. But for her to kind of make that claim, I thought that was, that was very bold of her. And I know she was talking about it on social media afterwards, saying how her and Brian Kelly talked about it. And they kind of hashed it out, and I'm like, yeah, like, whatever. Like, no one, I don't know. She just, I didn't think she needed to do that, but <laughs> it kind of shows, like, you know, the pressure that is with, you know, LSU. You know, you have to win 
in Baton Rouge if you want to, you know, be the head coach there. Yeah, I, I thought it was hilarious regardless for her to say that. All right, games of the week. We're starting off with college game day. Number one, Alabama going to Texas. 20-point favorite, 12 o'clock Eastern time on Fox. It'll be one of those morning games. Quinn Ewers, is it a prove-it game for him? It's 100% a prove-it game. You know, Quinn, he's a high-profile transfer playing for a high-profile team in Texas. You know, he's got to be able to perform in games like this. This is an early test for Texas, you know. He's got to be able to come and he's got to perform and he's got to, you know, do his best to get Texas in position to win this football game. I mean, he's got tough QB competition. Obviously, he's got Bryce Young put up five touchdowns last week. Do you think that he could win the quarterback battle this week? If Quinn Ewers wins the quarterback battle this week, then I think Texas wins the football. Yeah. You know, because, you know, they, they've struggled with, you know, above average quarterback play in the past. So they're going to need Quinn to play his very, very best game against Alabama on Saturday if they even want a chance. But luckily for Quinn, he's got Bijan Robinson he can, you know, lean on a little bit. He's, he's another one they're starting running back. He's got to have a big game. They got to be able to give the ball to him and let him carry it in situations to take some pressure off of Quinn. But honestly, I don't. I don't think this game will be close. I think Alabama will be a big winner. You think that? Yeah. You, do you think they cover twenty point spread? Maybe, maybe not a twenty point spread, but I think it'll be very, very close. I guess it depends on you know Bryce Young how how easily he's able to you know get the ball moving against this Texas defense, and I personally don't think he will struggle one bit doing yeah. that. So I think the, the main battle that I'm going to watch out for is this Texas offense versus this Alabama defense. I think if Texas can beat Alabama's defense, it's going to give them a chance to win the game. But obviously if Will Anderson and those boys on the Bama side take over, it's over. The game's already over before it even started. That's that's what's interesting about I mean, um, we discussed earlier about the, the college or the, the game day. Like, I don't think anyone expects Texas to go out and win this game. So why is it game day? It makes no sense to me. I mean, I think Texas might keep it close considering the fact that they're at home. You know, I think Quinn Edwards is pretty impressive. You know, he threw for 225 yards, two tutties, an interception, and one towed car. Last, did you see that? His car got towed? His car got towed during the game. You didn't see that? I didn't hear that. No. <laughs> I was just scrolling through Twitter and it was just Quinn Ewers and he's like, how did, how did my car get towed during the game? It was the funniest thing. That's how you know that Texas is not back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't tow the starting quarterbacks because they were at home. Yeah, they were at home. So yeah, home team just, I mean, obviously they probably didn't know that it was Quinn Ewers' vehicle, but I just thought that was hilarious. But anyways, back to the game. Yeah, I, I just don't see, I, Texas might keep it close. I just think Bama's too good. You know, Bryce Young, obviously, he's in he's in talk for back-to-back Heisman. And um, the Bama defense is really good. Yeah, I, I just don't – I just – they might they might cover. I, th- I think Bama will cover. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think Texas keeps it close. They're just, they're just not good enough. I think people are downplaying Alabama's win last week against Utah State. That is not a bad Utah State football team. Yeah. That's literally the Mountain West champions. A lot of their roster returned to the team again this year. So for them to, I know it was at home and Alabama's a tough place to play, but for them to put 55 on them and then yeah. proceed to not give up any points either, I think that's a lot more impressive victory than people are, you know, giving it to them. So, and Bryce Young, man, 
he looked. He looked yeah, he everything looked. like a Heisman last week, and I kind of expect him to do the same in a high-profile game at Texas. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, that Utah State game, I mean, I think they 55 through, like, the first three quarters and then didn't even score in the fourth quarter. I mean, if they wanted more points, they certainly could have went and got some. But, yeah, I think it was an underrated win for Bama, Utah State. I mean, obviously, like you said, Mountain West Conference champions last year. And it, it'll be interesting to see how, like, a Utah State team, like, bounces back after getting crushed by Bama. But, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about number four, Tennessee going at number 17 pit, 3.30 Eastern time on ABC. Can Slovis continue momentum after that rivalry win last week? What are your thoughts? Did we talk about the pit coach after the Pittsburgh and West Virginia game? I, I don't think so. I don't know. So um, there is this interview after the game, after they had just beaten West Virginia. Yeah. And the pit coach was pissed off really he was so disappointed in his team he said there's so much that they got to do better so interesting i actually really like Pitt in this game yeah because i think you know slovis played really good it was a it was a great quarterback battle with him and jt daniels last week but i think slovis will keep it going he's got a really tough test but luckily it is at home they don't got to travel to sc country and you know we'll see we'll see how he does in week two but you know he really well, do you know what specifically the coach was saying? Like, he was talking about their tackling. So their tackling was really poor. Huh. Um, but yeah, he he was seemed to be really frustrated after his team had just won. You know. Yeah, it reminds me of a uh, like Kobe, that post game interview where he's like, "Job's not finished." Right, exactly. And they're like, "Can't even get a smile from him." He's like, "What's there to be happy about?" You know, "Job's not finished." Oh, yeah. So yeah, I, I like that energy from the coach. I mean, there's always room for improvement, and obviously they have a tough test against. Tennessee, who's ranked twenty fourth, did they were they ranked last week? No, Tennessee is one of the the new boys. New boys, yeah. So, so I mean, obviously another top twenty five matchup to look out for this weekend. Who do you, who do you think is going to win that one? Honestly, it's, it's so hard to bet against SEC teams nowadays because they just know how to they just know how to play football down there in the south. Yeah, but I think the one thing that the pit coach was probably very upset with was obviously his defensive effort they gave up 404 yards yeah to you know a west virginia team that we don't know if they're gonna be anything special this year probably not but 404 yards is a ton of yards to give up his offense played pretty good yeah i mean you know, about 400 yards of offense you know especially 308 passing yeah so i think he's got to be really happy with his offensive effort in game one he's gonna need a similar offensive effort in game two for them to, you know, be a really tough Tennessee Volunteers team. And for Tennessee, you know, you got to you gotta lean on your quarterback. You know, Hendon Hooker, he's, he's got some eyes on him this year, you know. So we'll kind of see how he goes into a hostile environment in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But I, I like Tennessee too much in this game. I think, oh, wow. I think Tennessee covers too. And I think they probably win, you know, probably by 10 points. Give them like... Well, they're picked, yeah, they're picked by six and a half. Yeah, I think, I think it's probably like they went by 10, maybe even 14. That's what's conf- yeah. That's what's confusing me about the AP top twenty five. I mean, we got Pitt, who's ranked seventeenth, and then twenty four Tennessee going on the road to play at Pitt, and they're they're picked to win by almost a touchdown. It's, that's so weird to me. That's the that's the SEC. Yeah, there, you know? the SEC effect. They're just they're different down there, and yeah, I, I think Tennessee wins this game, but I think they win it probably like thirty eight to like twenty four. It's about a two score game, and Tennessee well, continues that SEC dominance yeah. early in the season. What do, what do you think is the 
the reason they're going to win. Do you think it's because the rush offense? Because, I mean, what was it, 190 yards Pitt allowed on the run on the run game last week. You think Tennessee just gets a run game going? It's too much for Pitt to handle? Yeah, I think Tennessee probably runs the ball a little bit. But I think you really trust Hendon Hooker to win them games like this. You know, obviously against Ball State, you really can't take too much from that. But through for 221, seemed to be very efficient as well. I think that's, you know, I think that's how Tennessee's going to try to do this. They're going to try to, you know, be as efficient as possible. And then, you know, when the time comes, let Hendon Hooker do his thing. And I, I just don't see him having any problems with it. Yeah. I, I like a close game here. I, I got the Volunteers winning on the road as well. I just don't think Pitt... Although they have Slovis, I just don't think their defense is ready for some SEC country type team coming into their place. So I think I think it's gonna be a close game. I don't I don't think they necessarily cover. I got I got Tennessee winning by by three. Another thing about this Tennessee team, you know, Hendon Hooker didn't even play the full game last week against Ball State, so he's pretty rested. Yeah, he's still you know riding that you know new season adrenaline. But I think they're gonna also you know they got a couple running backs that touch the ball as well. You know, they got Jalen Wright had 13 carries last week. Jabari Small had 13 carries last week. Yeah. And Dylan Sampson had 10 carries. All of them went for touchdowns as well. So I think they're going to, you know, they're going to try to attack them through the rush game. And then, you know, when they need to, Hennon Hunter's going to drop back and he's going to throw some dimes. Yeah, I agree. I got volunteers one of my three. All right, next game we're going to talk about, number 20, Kentucky going at Gainesville, Florida. Florida picked by five and a half. This game's seven Eastern time on ESPN. Hostile environment in Gainesville. I know we got to witness that firsthand last week as we watched our youths go play them. Um, Anthony Richardson to continue his uh, Heisman campaign. What, are you, what do you think? Like, I don't know how I can say no yeah. after what he did to us last week. But yeah, Anthony Richardson impressed me. Um, the one thing I would like to see Utah done a little bit more is maybe get you know, Anthony Richardson to throw the ball? Because I don't, I don't know how effective he can be throwing the ball. But last week, he didn't have to, you know? Yeah. He was he was running all over the field. He was basically getting what he wanted through the, uh, through the run game. So I assume that will be something that Billy Napier looks into for this game as well. Like the throw, the throw game? That's what you're talking about? Or no, the run game. Oh, the run game. Yeah, to get those running backs in the yeah. ball like he did last week. They ran it pretty well, though. I mean, 283 yards. Yeah, they ran the ball really yeah. well. And I think that's got to be... That's got to be the emphasis again. You know, obviously you're going to have 90,000 strong ready for this SEC game. You know, Kentucky obviously knows what it's like to play down there, so it's not, it's going to be nothing new to them. Yeah. And, yeah, I just – I like what this Florida team can do through the run. You know, with the options, with Anthony Richardson, or even just even just straight quarterback power and just let them yeah. run. I think that's got to be their game plan. And as long as you've got Anthony Richardson as your quarterback, you're going to be in any game throughout the season. Yeah, I think in order for Kentucky to win this game, they're going to have to f- first stop the run because when, when Florida gets a run going, it opens up so many more options. For a quarterback who's six foot four, 240 pounds, I mean, this dude can throw. I mean, we didn't see much throwing last week. He only had 100, what was it? What, how many yards? He, 168 yards? Yeah, 168 yards throwing. But this dude, I mean, when he rolls out on the play action and he has the option to be able to run and throw, this dude is ridiculous. I think he is top five quarterbacks in the country. Definitely a Heisman candidate. But I don't know. I think Florida has to get the run game going in order to get the win here. If if Kentucky wants a chance, they're going to have to stop that because it just opens too many options for them. 
Yeah, the good thing for Kentucky is they got you know they got a good quarterback of their own. Um, Will Levis is a definite draft draftable QB in the next draft, and he started off week one you know pretty good you know twenty one thirty two three oh three and three touchdowns. So you're gonna have to lean on Will Levis. You know he's gonna have to make plays for this Kentucky team if they want a chance to you know not only go down there and have it be a close one, but you know especially win the game. Because I think this Florida team is a lot better than you know a lot of people gave them credit for. So we'll see how Kentucky is you know able to throw the ball down there. And if they if they can throw the ball, I think they're gonna have a lot of success and you know obviously that chance to win the game. Yeah, you gotta find someone who's going to be able to tackle Anthony Richardson because, I mean, he was shedding tackles like crazy last week. The play, or the, the PAT, where he did like a basketball, like it was a step back, 360, threw into the end zone. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Probably one of the plays. He, went, he was SEC Player of the Week, or was it Offensive Player of the Week? I think it was Player of the Week, player of the week last week. Wow. Ahead of Bryce Young, who had five touchdowns. Just crazy, mad respect. Yeah, that's a lot of respect. Yeah. But, so who do, you, who do you got? After being down in Gainesville, it's so hard to bet against Florida, especially when they're playing at home. They were just so they were so loud, so passionate, and you know the team really fed off of that. It seemed like every time the crowd got going, the team got going. I think five and I think five point five. I don't know if they'll cover that. I think it'll be a similar game to last week. Probably come down to the last possession, but I do like Florida to win. I'm going to go 28 to 24. Okay. So another and close one. MVP, Anthony Richardson. Yeah. He's going to carry this team through this game and, you know, put him in a chance to win it. Yeah. I, th- I think the Gators have a lot of momentum coming from last week. I don't see them losing this game. I got them winning by two touchdowns this week. I mean, being in Gainesville, we got to witness 90,000 fans. They're going to be back. It was a fun week last week. Why wouldn't they be back this next week? Yeah. So I. I got the Gators winning by two touchdowns. I think the one thing that maybe we have to watch out for with Florida is, you know, that, that second game syndrome. You know, you had the huge win in game one. Is it going to, you know, affect them in game two? I don't think it will. But I think that's something to watch out for is, you know, maybe they come out a little bit slower. You know, they're not as efficient. And, you know, Kentucky can definitely pounce on that early. But I don't think Florida will have any problems. Yeah, they, they, can't, they can't get ahead of themselves. I mean, they're ranked 12th now after being unranked. It was kind of a team last week that had something to prove, you know, being unranked going in. Now there's expectations, you know, a lot of pressure. Kind of what, how, how Utah had it last week. I mean, seventh yeah. in the country, a lot of expectations for this team to potentially run the table would be a one-loss team. And, I mean, they just couldn't get it done against an unranked team on the road. But Yeah, so we'll see how Florida plays with now expectations and see how Billy Napier handles the second game syndrome. Second games. I've never heard that. I like, I like that term, second yeah. game syndrome. Yeah. yeah. So we both got the Gators for that game. Moving on to a night game, super late one. Number nine, Baylor Bears at number 21, BYU. BYU is actually picked by four against a top 10 team. This game is 10-15 Eastern time on ESPN. Baylor, huge road test going into a packed Lavelle Edwards. What are your thoughts on this game? I think that's honestly why they're favored. You know, I think yeah. with this game, I mean, it's a tough place to play. Uh, we've definitely been down there a couple times, but you know it's it's not hard, to, it's not easy to go into Lavelle Edwards Stadium and win a football game. Yep. So I think Baylor is going to learn that very early, but we'll have to see kind of how they handle it in the early parts of the game, and you know 
going forward through the whole entire game. Yeah, BYU obviously an impressive win last week against USF, 50-21. to 21. We'll see how Jaron Hall um, – it's, it's a big test for Jaron Hall going against a, a Big 12 defense. I mean, obviously they're at home, but still, I mean, uh, Baylor, they were uh, reigning Big 12 champs. Yeah, Big 12 champs come to town. Obviously, you know, Jaron Hall is getting some draft praise as a potential, you know, maybe even first-round QB. So he's going to have to continue to back it up. Pretty efficient game last week, 25-32, 261, a couple tutties. They had that one interception. That's one thing that they cannot do. If they want to be successful against Baylor, you cannot turn the ball over. Because if you turn the ball over against the Baylor team, you know they're gonna make you. They're gonna make you pay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's, there's not gonna be a lot of margin for error going into this game. Obviously, Baylor played Albany last week, won sixty nine to ten, put up five hundred and seventy three total yards. Actually, the same amount of yards that BYU put up against USF. Crazy yeah. fact. So they both have this. This could actually potentially be a really high flying offensive game, maybe really high scoring. Um, BYU obviously got the running game. Working last week, um, 13 carries, 135 yards, and a touchdown for Brooks. So we'll have to see kind of if they can keep that going. And then for Baylor, it's how do you step up from playing a team like Albany to you know, now playing a team like BYU on the road in a hostile environment? It's going to be interesting to see kind of what that game looks like, especially with Baylor, you know, with a new quarterback. They didn't, they had a, I can't remember where their other quarterback transferred. I want to say it was UCF where their other one transferred to. So, you know, Blake Shapin, that's their guy this year. He played pretty well in, in week one. Didn't really have to do too much, so we'll have to see how that translates to week two in, you know, that hostile environment. Yeah, I, I actually got the Cougars winning this game. I, I think it's going to be a really close game. I, it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, one possession type of game. I got the BYU winning by one or two. I, I, don't, I don't see them covering, but I, I do think they're going to win just because they're at home. Baylor's quarterback's kind of younger. You know, Jaron Hall's got a couple years under his belt. I don't know. I, I think BYU is is going to win this game. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard. It's hard for me to, to pick BYU being a Utah fan, but, I mean, I don't know. They just look pretty good. And, and playing at Lavelle, that place gets packed. Yeah. It's going to be loud. The stadium is definitely going to be up for it, you know. They're all going to be loud. It's going to be noisy. It's going to be a hostile environment. And I think the way that Baylor can take the crowd out of the game is being efficient running the ball. And I think that's what they're going to need to do. Is you know, even if it's only three, four yards of carry, you know, slowly and steadily get those yards, slow down their offense while also helping out your offense. And then on defense, you know, they obviously lost their two-star safeties last year. I'm interested to see how they play on the defense side of the ball because this one, this one could be a shootout. Yeah. This one could actually, this could be like a, you know, I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go big and say 48-45, and I got the Baylor Bears really on the road. I, I like that. Think, I like that. I think they're a potential. I think they're a potential playoff team, and I think Baylor has the schedule to maybe you know drop a game, yeah. And still you know run the table and get to the playoff, but I don't think it's this one. You know they got yeah. they got Oklahoma coming up. That'll be a big test for them. Yeah, I like the Baylor Bears on the road, hostile environment. They they beat them pretty easily last year. Yeah, I don't think it'll be that easy this year, but I like the Baylor Bears. I think it's going to come down to who can make the least amount of mistakes. Turnovers, you know, yeah, yeah turnovers. turnovers. I mean, small things like special teams. Like who is going to make the least amount of mistakes? I think it's going to be BYU. So 
I got BYU winning by two. I think it's going to be high scoring as well. Obviously, hostile environment. I think Jaron Hall with it, more experience. You know, I just I just don't know if Shapin, it's Shapin, right? Yeah, yeah Shapin. I don't I don't know if Shapin's ready for Provo, Utah on Saturday night. Well, he's gonna learn. He's gonna learn very quick. Yeah. So. <laughs> Some other games to look out for this weekend. We're gonna start with South Carolina going at number sixteen Arkansas. They're picked by eight and a half. This is noon, noon Eastern time on ESPN. What are you seeing from this game, Brock? I'm actually kind of excited for this game. You know, Spencer, Spencer Rattler is now at South Carolina. Uh, Arkansas obviously had that huge win last week in Cincinnati, and I don't really expect anything different. I think Arkansas wins, and I think they also cover too. I got them winning by, I got them winning by 17. We'll go 31-14. Yeah, I, I like I like that. I, I got Arkansas winning by three scores this weekend. I think Spencer Rattler, I don't think he's that good. Honestly, two interceptions last week. I'd say if he couldn't do it in the Big 12 with an Oklahoma team, I don't know if he's going to be able to do yeah. it in the SEC with South Carolina. Yeah, so I agree. That's a, that's a QB to keep an eye on, though, see kind of what he looks like throughout the season. Yeah, I got Arkansas winning big this weekend at home. Next game, we got Washington State at 19, Wisconsin. Wisconsin picked by 17 and a half. This 3.30 Eastern time on Fox. Got a little Pac-12 Big Ten matchup. What are your thoughts on this one? Big Wazoo fans this weekend. Hoping that they can, you know, travel to Wisconsin and get an upset. Um, obviously, they have a new quarterback from Incarnate Ward. So, we'll see how Washington State does this weekend. I'm not expecting too much, though. I think, you know, they maybe they make it tough in the first, like, quarter or two. But I think Wisconsin wins. And I think Wisconsin probably wins easily. They probably do cover that spread. Let's go uh, 49 Let's go 49-21. Yeah, I got was yeah I got Wisconsin winning by three touchdowns this weekend. Uh, Washington only they only beat Idaho by a touchdown last week. I just I just don't see much from that team, especially going on the road at Wisconsin. Yeah, they just look too good. I got I got Wisconsin winning by three. Next game, Iowa State at Iowa, playing for the Cyhawk Trophy. Iowa picked by was it Iowa picked by three and a half? I think yeah, I think Iowa's three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, that game's four Eastern time on the Big Ten Network. What are you seeing there? Honestly, this game might end 3-0. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I think Iowa, they played South Dakota last week, and the game was like 7-3. 7-3, yeah. And I don't even think the offense scored that touchdown. <laughs> so, <laughs> Iowa's going to lean on this defense. With it being a rivalry, though, you know, anything can happen. Yeah. But I'm going to go really low scoring. I'm going to go 17-10 to for Iowa State. Yeah. I think, you know, I don't think they've beaten Iowa in a while. But I think this is, you know, maybe the day that they kind of go on the road and upset those Hawkeyes. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you again. That's three in a row. I think Iowa State wins by two touchdowns, though. I just don't think that Iowa will be able to hang their offense. Only put up 166 yards against the South Dakota State. So yeah, I got I got Iowa State winning on the road for that one, winning the Cyhawk Trophy. And we the next game we got Houston at Texas Tech. Is it Houston picked by three? Oh, Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech picked by three, even though Houston is ranked 25th in the country. That game's four Eastern time on Fox Sports 1. Obviously, another one of those future Big 12 games with Houston entering the conference. But um, I, I like Texas Tech here. You know, on the road, Lubbock, Texas, you know, not much, not much going around down there. So, I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of energy in that stadium especially with a ranked team coming in. I got Texas Tech 
And I got them. I got them one by a touchdown. I'll go 28-21. I actually got Houston winning this game by three. I mean, they played UTSA last week, won in triple overtime. That was on the road, so I think they're going to get back-to-back road wins to start off their season. Next game, we got Kansas at West Virginia. West Virginia, 13.5-point favorite. That game's 6 Eastern time on ESPN+. Plus. Um, do you think you think Kansas or West Virginia? I actually really like West Virginia. I thought they played really well last week against that Pitt team on the road in that rivalry game. Um, I, I'm a big JT Daniels believer. I think he could have been really successful at Georgia if he was given the chance. But obviously now at West Virginia, I, I think they're going to win. And, you know, Kansas hasn't been good in forever. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have him win big. I'm gonna go forty two to ten. Oh wow! For West Virginia, I think they win big, and I don't think it's really close either. Yeah, I I agree. I I don't think it's that much of a margin difference, but I I think that uh, I think West Virginia wins this game by three touchdowns. All right, next game. This is one I'm really looking forward to. Number ten USC. Going at Stanford, USC is a nine-point favorite. That game's seven thirty Eastern time on ABC. This very well could have been one of the games of the week, as far as like including them in our segment. You think USC is going to prove themselves and, and get a win against Stanford this week? Yeah, this is finally the game where we you know get an idea of what USC is actually about. Home game against Rice, you're not going to learn too much. They travel on the road, play at Stanford. Tanner McKee. Hopefully we'll have those Stanford boys ready to play some football. Um, but I liked I liked what I saw from USC last week. You know they looked like a more competent team than they have been. We'll see if that carries on to this week. I do got them winning at Stanford. I think it's gonna be a close one though. I'm gonna go 35-31. Oh wow! For USC sniffing one out. Okay. At Stanford. So it's a little bit of defense then holding the Trojans 35. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that there'll be plenty of offense, but also a little bit of defense as well. Obviously, so, Stanford's got that home field advantage. They seem to always pack their stadium, right? Oh, yeah, tons of fans <laughs> at Stanford. But Stanford also finds a way to win weird games against better Pac-12 teams. Obviously, they did it last year against Oregon. Um, so if Stanford did end up winning this game, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But I think USC will be a little bit too much for them on the day. Yeah, I agree. I got USC winning by a touchdown there but that's one of the games to look out for this weekend next one we got another Pac-12 team Arizona State at number 11 Oklahoma State Oklahoma State is 11 point favorite the game's on games at 7 30 eastern time on ESPN 2 what are you seeing there ASU is a mess Arizona State is is a mess I know they've been having all those you know allegations down in Tempe obviously no they got to travel on the road if this game was in Tempe I would maybe back ASU a little bit more, but Emory Jones didn't look fantastic. You know he's gonna have to he's gonna have to look fantastic. If they want any chance against Oklahoma State this week. I think Oklahoma State wins with it being at home, and I think they cover as well. I'm gonna go Oklahoma State with that 42 to 28. Interesting. Yeah, I mean obviously Oklahoma State they they allow. 44 points. Central Mis- Central Michigan put up 44 against them. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot about that. Yeah. They were up big in that yeah. game and let Central Michigan kind of creep back in. Surely it doesn't happen two weeks in a row. Yeah. It's kind of my thinking with that. Yeah, I think they definitely got some kinks to work it at, work through, but I think I think they'll get the job done against Arizona State. I got them winning by two touchdowns. I got them covering for sure. 
Next game, Boston College at Virginia Tech, 8 Eastern time on ACC Network. Virginia Tech, three-point favorite. Uh, Actually, two and a half now. They can't, they can't be any worse than they were last week. They <laughs> lose into Old Dominion for the second time in like three years or something like that. So I, I want to say I expect a bounce-back game from, um, from Virginia Tech. But I actually think Boston College does that. You know, I think they go on the road at Virginia Tech, and I think they win a close one. I'm going to go uh, 21-20 for Boston College okay. upset at Virginia Tech. Yeah, similar score to uh, Boston College played Rutgers last week, won 22-21. I think this game is just a coin toss. I, I, I got Boston College winning. Yeah, it's, it's on definitely the a pick for Yeah, sure. but yeah, I got Boston College winning that game on the road. Next game we got <laughs> Hawaii and number four Michigan. Michigan 51-point favorite. That game's eight Eastern time on the Big Ten Network. Who do you who do you got? Wolverine's gonna do it. Yeah, I think Michigan's gonna win the Mountain West this year. Obviously, with them playing all the best <laughs> teams. Uh, obviously, had Colorado State last week and now Hawaii this week. But yeah, fifty one is a steep line, and I just think Michigan's gonna cover it too. I yeah, don't, I don't really expect them to give up a point this week. Yeah, if they do, I think you know they got some kinks to work out on defense. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I think Michigan wins, and I think they win big. I'm gonna go fifty-five to three. Three for so it's Michigan. barely covering then. Yeah, they'll they'll uh, Hawaii will kick a field goal sometime really? in the game. And, yeah, and that will be their points. But yeah, I think Michigan wins big. Yeah, I agree. I don't I don't see Hawaii putting up more than a score this game, whether it being a field goal or a touchdown. But I think Michigan puts up sixty plus points on this team. I think Hawaii is gonna go zero three to start their season. Next game, Mississippi State. At Arizona, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. A late one on Fox Sports 1. And it looks like Mississippi State, 11 and a half, or 10 and a half point favorite going into this game. Yeah, I don't even know if Mississippi fans are going to be up for this one. You know, yeah. 11 p.m. <laughs> yeah. I think they're on that Eastern Time zone, but that's a late one for them. Even if they're only 10 p.m. Eastern, that's a late, late game. Yeah. But yeah, Mike Leach, you know, returns to the Pac-12, uh, former Wazoo coach. Uh-huh. Coming back, playing at Arizona, who actually, you know, impressed me last week with their game against San Diego State. Jaden Delora was very, very good. Uh, four touchdowns, I think he had a pick, though. So, I think Arizona is a sneaky, sneaky team this year. And I think what better way to start your, you know, upset bid or your great season with a win over an SC team. Pretty impressive win last week against at San Diego State. It was not, not a bad team at all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, I actually do like Arizona in this game. Um, I'm going to go Arizona 24-21. So a little bit lower mm-hmm. scoring, but Arizona gets the job done. Yeah, I, I think the Bulldogs will win this one on the road. I mean, their quarterback played really well last week. 450 yards, five touchdowns, only one interception. So I think uh, I think Mississippi State fans should, should stay up for that one because I, I think they're going to get the road win against Arizona. I don't think they'll necessarily cover, but I think, I think the Bulldogs get the win. Yeah, on that game. Mississippi State's got that air raid offense. Yeah. So expect them to throw the ball and throw it off. Yeah. If if you stay up. If you stay up for the game. Yeah, honestly, I'll be yeah. I'll be in bed by then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think that's gonna wrap things up for the third episode of the play action pod. Obviously we're gonna come out with one for you guys. I think Sunday, yeah, Sunday? Sunday. Yep. Yeah. But we've been enjoying doing this. We're gonna keep pushing out some content for you guys. I hope you like it. You know, give us five stars. So we can get we can get some more followers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Write a, write a review for the boys. Yeah. yeah well, anyways, 
We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. the field. Playtime mode is the big league. Go. Playtime mode is the big league. Go. Playtime mode is the big league. Go. Playtime mode is the big league.